It's time for Tales of Terror, only on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Rusty Quill presents. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. In 1973, a group of indigenous artists formed a collective. The press called them the Indian Group of Seven. Their goal? To raise the profile of indigenous art. It was all or nothing. We're representing all our people. And create a permanent space in galleries for indigenous artists in Canada and around the world. That was really a rock star moment for me. I'm Soleil Lunier, and this is Among Equals, the history and legacy of the professional native Indian artists, Inc. Listen wherever podcasts are heard. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com We're Alive, a story of survival. Chapter 38 Unity Makes Strength. Part One of Three. Sorry it took so long. We discharged most everyone else this morning. Really? So they're all better? That soon? Good as I can make them, with the time I had. So you sent them out early? A little, but CJ was adamant about getting people moving. Wait, what about this? Are we rushing this too? I mean, I have to get back to helping on with the drive motor for the gate. But I don't want to push it no. if we... Please, it's been long enough. Just take this thing off my head already. No, don't touch it. Let Tanya. She's about to do the same thing. Why can't I? Datu, close those blinds there. Her eyes are going to be really sensitive. I should have had this off by now. A few extra days with bandages wouldn't make your eyes worse. Here, just lean back. That was really starting to smell. Don't worry about that. Just don't move, okay? I'm not. Huh. They tape these under bandages. Ow. One more. Keep them closed. Please, gun. Please. Ow. That's all of them. Go ahead. You can open your eyes now. Did it? Can you? I... I don't know. Everything's blurry and stings. That may just be your eyes getting used to the light. Here, lean back. Let me put some drops in. Did that help? Can you... No. It's the same. Are you sure? Maybe a little better. 
Can you read anything on that behind me? I can see there's a chart. Oh, that's something, uh, right? What about this? What am I holding? It's still blurry. I can kind of see the shape, but that's all. At least, it's some improvement. We can be thankful for that. Why? It didn't work. You can see the shapes. You might be able to get around on your own now and... They said I'd be better. Honey, it may take some adjusting. Give it a little time. What if it doesn't? Glasses. Maybe you can get glasses now. That could help, right? From where? I'm sure we can find a prescription that's close. Give you even more improvement. Yeah! I know they have some around here, right? I doubt it. Ow, they sting. Here, lean back. I'll add a few more. Now, I'm going to send these drops home with you, with some sunglasses, too. You're still really sensitive. Just wait here. I think I have a pair handy. Was it worth it, bringing me back here? What do you mean? You were betting on me seeing. But you can see a little, right? Barely. Still going to slow everyone down. No. No, you won't. You can still do things here. You've been helping. What happens when we're not here anymore? What do you mean? We're not going anywhere. Everywhere I go, it's just a matter of time. No. It's different now. Is it? Yes. How? Well, we're rebuilding the walls and... Bigger than Boulder? That's what I thought. You should have left me there. Never. Why not? I'm still no good. We stick together. Why? Because it's all we have left. We work as a group. That's what we've always been doing. You really think it matters? I have to. It's ironic. I'm the only one who can see what's happening. Here, I found these sunglasses. I think they might work. What? what I miss? You're wrong. What'd you say? Just the truth. What truth? That we're going to die, no matter where we go? You better shut your mouth. I don't need any other patients hearing you. I don't care who hears me. You're disappointed that you can't see perfect, huh? Well, guess what? Too bad. You want a real reality check? That man risked everything for you just so you could have the chance to get better, and you don't give a damn. He has lived for this moment, for you to have some improvement, and nothing's good enough unless it's perfect. And you're lucky you can't see, because if you saw some of these people suffering inside of here, you would count your blessings. If you're looking for a pity party, you ain't gonna find one here. I don't have time for that crap. I'm sorry. Good. Now get back to work. And I don't want to hear another word about that, all right? And the next time you see Datu, you better make it right. Because maybe the next time, someone may leave you behind. The only way we're going to make it through this is sticking together. You leaving? What? Why? CJ needs someone to run Dunbar up north. 
We've been gone for a while, and someone needs to get back up there. The generator that runs the freezers need refilling, and the chicken. Yeah, they need to be fed. I mean, you just can't leave the feed out rats will come in. Those little bastards are everywhere. Lately. I just sent someone to get the browning. Why couldn't they have done it? CJ made the call, man. No one else knows how the place runs like we do. We live there. All right, fine. We can send some more people with you to be trained to take care of everything at Dunbar. Then we move whatever we need back down here. Chickens, whatever. We got the space. Nah, nah, that'd be a waste of gas to move everything. Look, CJ made the call. If you want to argue about it, talk to her, all right? I gotta get Lizzie and start packing. What? Lizzie, too? You think I go anywhere without my girl? Really sorry, Mike. Hey, Saul, wait up. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. In 1973, a group of indigenous artists formed a collective. The press called them the Indian Group of Seven. Their goal? To raise the profile of indigenous art. It was all or nothing. We're representing all our people. And create a permanent space and galleries for indigenous artists in Canada and around the world. That was really a rock star moment for me. I'm Soleil Lunier, and this is Among Equals, the history and legacy of the professional native Indian artists, Inc. Listen wherever podcasts are heard. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com It had only been a few days since CJ had taken over the colony, but it was almost back to looking the way it did before the attack. Holes or missing sections in the wall were being patched, and one of the two main sections of the gate was already in working order. Tanya had ordered her to bed rest yesterday after her legs started to bleed out from overdoing it. CJ wasn't in much of a position to argue, so she complied in her own way. She had a hospital bed with an umbrella wheeled out into the middle of the street, and from there she gave out her orders. I can't believe she would say that. Datu? What's wrong? Uh, oh, oh, it's nothing. You done with your break, Datu? Glenn needs you at the outer track of the gate. I'm going. Why aren't you in your bed? It's right there. I can use it if I feel like it. Hey! Use the three-inch poles on that side! CJ. Hold on. No, no, no! That's not going to hold. Weld them up further. That won't support anything. Michael. Michael, what were you working on? Oh, the broken 50 cal from Dunbar. That big gun? Did your soldiers grab it yet? Yeah, Bert's fixing it now. And about that... All right. Let me know when it's done. I had Carl start taking inventory of the armory, and Puck and Robbins were sent out again to pick up a few parts for the wall. Hope you don't mind. That's fine. But CJ, about Dunbar... No! Further up! More leverage! And you two, that chain better be secure around that dead behemoth. I don't need it coming apart when you're dragging it outside and take its arm over there with you. So, Dunbar... What? What about it? You're sending some of our best people up there. That place is a fortress. They'll be fine. I'm sure they will, but we could really use them here. You told me we'd be focusing on the colony. Here, there, it's all the same. Dunbar is just an extension of this place. We're not dividing up anyone, just operating out of both. You think it's smart to just walk away from that place? Then why send Saul and Victor? Why not someone else? I'm sending those two because I... They've been there before and know all the ins and outs. 
and the only other people I could have considered aren't available. Who? You and I. We both ran an apartment building before, right? But I got new limitations and there's a hell of a lot of stairs. And you? You have other areas to focus on. Oh, so I'm finally going to be able to get started? Take a look. I prioritize what we need done. You can cross off the clean water truck. I just got that refilled. Thankfully, Doctor was able to get a generator running again at the well. Nothing on here is what I requested. Keep sifting. Four months? We can start looking in four months? And, and Tanya's research isn't even on here. At the rate that we're going, it'll be two months in no time. Maybe sooner. But the research you outlined is too risky. It won't be. And half the other shit on here isn't nearly as important. To you. Maybe. No, to everyone. Look, I know why you have what's on this list, and it makes sense. And maybe before I left, I would have agreed with everything, but not anymore. While you're doing all this, those things are only going to get worse. They'll just find some new way to come at us. Just look at that thing they're dragging out. Not to mention the other kinds. Ones that followed us over a thousand miles. They keep changing the rules, and we need to do the same. My search can't be put off. All right. There may be a way to prioritize your plans. What about Tanya? I'm not a fan of the whole poking and prodding of infected bodies. On top of that, do you think I want to risk my only medical person here? She knows more than anyone. We studied them at Irwin and kept records of our encounters. If you just let her continue that, at, at least some of the time... There's just so much we don't know. If we find some weakness or some way of turning them back or... Fine. On a limited basis only. Her main priority will still be helping people here. I'm not going to let anything get in the way of our health. And if I feel that she's in any danger, I will pull the plug in a heartbeat. We can't risk her. She's one of our top assets. Well, we have Saul, too. That's why he's going to Dunbar. I hate to split them up, but... That'll give us trained medical personnel at both locations. I guess. I just don't want to lose him. Don't worry. You'll get your fill of Saul, I'm sure. What do you mean? If you're going to go looking for these things, you ain't doing it off our back porch. Last thing we need is one of them following you home. Well, of course we're going to be extremely careful. I know you will be. And this is how. Here's a location of my safe houses around Dunbar. All of them equipped for just about any scenario. And you keep this to yourself. I don't need any squatters. Geez, why so many? There's a reason why I'm still here. I always had somewhere to go. Use them as a buffer. Never go directly back to Dunbar or the colony, because if you fuck up, I don't want it on the rest of us. Fair enough. And if you're so inclined, this safe house here is adjacent to a mortuary. You want to do tests? That's where you do it. Might need to secure it, but that shouldn't be difficult. My conditions. You don't risk Tanya, and you get all those damn bodies you're saving away from my back door. They're starting to smell. Huh. That's... Yeah, no problem. This... I didn't even consider this as an option. Now here's what I want. Oh, yeah. I knew there'd be a catch. You want to get a jump on your search? I get it. But a few things need to happen here first. The more your team helps, the quicker you get started. Anything specific? I mean, there's, there's a lot on this list. Bring everyone in the colony up to speed on the new guns and whatnot. I need everyone else trained here because I'm assuming you're planning on using your soldiers. Well, that shouldn't take long. And the walls and gates need to be completely operational first. The rest of the list I can manage without you. Done. 
I can get him started. One last thing. Don't do anything stupid or risky. There aren't any new people coming here. Don't lose the ones we already have. Well, I have no idea what we might find, nor do you. There's no way anyone here can make that guarantee. Well, you're gonna just stand there or get moving. You're burning daylight. Thank you. Uh-huh. It took me a while to understand CJ. At first, just the idea of someone else telling me what to do. And a civilian, at that, I found insulting. But after seeing what she could do, she was the perfect fit. It had been so long since I'd first heard about her and the other tower from Kalani, I had my doubts. But now, it was clear she knew what she was doing. And maybe she was the better person to lead this place. But not everyone would agree with her decisions. Riley, please, I, I don't have a choice. Yes, you do. You can choose not to go. Without Saul. Oh, this is just perfect. Am I too late for lunch? Yes, out. Oh, sorry. I was on shift. Is there anything? Yes, cereal. Go. Thanks. It's okay. No, it's not okay. I'm just... Ah! Why Saul and Victor? Why now? I told you, they were there before, they know where everything is and how it works. What if I went too? There's not going to be a lot of people to cook for up there. I don't think CJ would go for that. I fucking hate this. Maybe you could visit? What the hell is she doing? Look, it, maybe someone else can learn to cook. You, you can't be the only one. You can train someone else, right? Maybe, maybe then. It's like she's, everything's just backwards. What is she doing? Why? Saul said they had food and things there that would go bad. I don't, maybe, I don't know. But why them? You don't think there's something more? What? I don't know. What if there's something going on? No, what are you, what are you thinking? She was with them for a while. Maybe she got close, you know, real close. Saul said nothing happened. And uh, you believe him? Yes. Something's up. He wouldn't. But would she? Bag of the scrippers loaded up. Man, I hate that you guys have to be stuck there. Maybe I could talk to her. Maybe bring some people up to speed so you can swap out. I could really use both of your experiences out there. I don't know, man. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that stuff. What do you mean? I talked about it with Lizzie, and well, I got a little guy on the way to look after now. I can't be running around out there anymore, you know? You really think it'd be safer at Dunbar? Have you been there? Well, no, but... Oh, that place is like solid. Better than here. I'd be more worried about you. But what about Tanya? She has to stay here, right? We worked out a thing where she'll come up every so often. It's all settled, man. She can do more here. And I mean, someone's got to look after Lady. You're not taking the dog with you? You kidding? Here she's got a backyard and can run around. Keeping her locked up in the building is just not fair. But man, I'm going to miss her. Yeah, but you'll get to see her again. 
You sure you have everything? Got one more bag there. You mind grabbing it? Yes, I'm sure. Tanya, we're going to be fine. Yeah, you say that now, but give it a few more weeks. You ain't going to be fine with having to go up and down all those stairs. Well, that's what she's got us for, and it's not like Lizzie's going to be doing any chores. Kelly, don't you dare try to pick that up. You keep weight off that ankle. I wasn't. I am. Oh, I wish I could at least go help you get settled in. I just have those two people left, but the minute they're good and out of the infirmary, I'm right there, okay? Well, it's not like some stroll. I mean, it's at least an hour and a half away. You can't just pop by. It's that far? What happens if- Modun and Puck are outside the gate with the truck and the 50 cow. They're going to escort us. And it's only like 30 miles. We just are taking a safe route. Oh, but that's still a long way. What about when the baby comes? We got time for that. He's not due till like the end of March. You'll be with us that whole month. If you want, I can go up with you to help unpack everything. With that foot? CJ already has you tasked out anyway. I don't know what you can do, but I saw your name on the list. Damn, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you were supposed to already be there. Everyone else is doing their tasks now, so... Well, who cares? Like, I wouldn't be here for this? Not gonna miss that. Her telling us what to do all the time. Oh, I must forgot. She wanted me to give you this. It's your list. Oh, damn, bird. <laughs> You say your goodbyes? Yeah. Took a while to find everyone. Video check. Come and call anyone. I hear you just fine. Be sure to keep checking in. Hurry it up, all right? Can't wait all day. Bye, Michael. Bye, Victor. Be seeing you. Bye. Bye, Mama. Love you, baby. Shotgun. Well, duh. Lizzie's got to go in the back. You radio back and let me know if there's any trouble, okay? And I'll see you sometime later this week, after we get our task done. See you soon. Come on. Let's go. Join us again Monday for the next episode of We're Alive. And now, a word from our sponsors. Starring Jim Gleason, Nate Gies, Shirley Jordan, Constance Parn, Otto Sturk, Brett Newton, Claire Doden, Tammy Klein, Jay Oligario, Blair Wayland, Graham Bechtol, Jane Lehotch, and I'm Michael Swan. Written and directed by K.C. Whalen. Produced by Grayson Stone and K.C. Whalen. Composer Daniel Burkov Hopkins. Series artist Ben Hosack. Editors Phil Englert and K.C. Whalen. Zinterns Lauren Kroom, Ray Husky. Voice cutter Brent McLean. Print editor Elisa Elliott. Line producers Grayson Stone and Blair Whalen. To find out more and for a full list of cast and crew, please visit our website at we'realive.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook for all production-related updates and future projects. 
Thank you for listening to this Audio Theatre for the Mind by Wayland Productions. Children of the night, I'm trying to read. Renfield, enter. Count Dracula. I found an especially juicy dinner for you, Master. It's not a puppy this time, is it? No, Master. I promised I had learned my lesson. <laughs> I know you did, and you've been steadfast ever since. I apologize for doubting you. Please, put it over there. Master, if I may ask, why didn't you go out hunting tonight? Why did you request takeout? It's because I'm reading a very excellent book that I just can't put down. It is quite the page-turner, as I believe the children today say. It's called Gothic Meditations at Midnight by Dr. Stephen Edred Flowers. Gothic Meditations at Midnight? Is it a forbidden grimoire of unholy rites? <laughs> no, Renfield. As its subtitle states, it contains esoteric commentaries on classic horror literature and film from the year 1919, which for me was a very good year, to 1975. I don't understand, Master. Dr. Flowers is a scholar who is also a lover of horror films and literature, and he was a monster kid. You always said children were the most tasty. <laughs> Focus, Renfield. I am not drinking Dr. Flowers. I would rather consume his tasty books, like this one. Gothic Meditations at Midnight. Yes, Renfield. Gothic Meditations at Midnight. In it, he provides commentaries on his thoughts and, well, meditations. Meditations on film and literature through the lenses of the historical Gothic, from the Gothic tribes to the later artistic movement of that same name. He meditates on various esoteric and occult aspects, and with plenty of sinister fun. He even starts with an essay on me. Excellent, Master. What else did he meditate on? Plenty. There are chapters on the mummy, the wolfman, the phantom of the opera, Dr. Frankenstein and his creature, the nihilistic cosmic horror of H.P. Lovecraft, the psychologically interior horror of Edgar Allan Poe, a unique exploration of zombies, the horror films of German expressionism, and quite a bit more. Each essay explores information and interpretations that are deep and dark, wondrous and mysterious, with a distinct synthesis of the scholarly and the personal. It sounds wonderful, Master. I will leave you to your book and your meal. <laughs> Thank you, Renfield. Out of curiosity, who did you capture for my dinner? An especially pompous professional film and literature critic. <laughs> Most serendipitous, Renfield. Most serendipitous indeed. Critics. And people think vampires are parasites. Ha! Gothic Meditations at Midnight 
by Dr. Stephen Edred Flowers is available at SeekTheMysteries.com. That's S-E-E-K-T-H-E-M-Y-S-T-E-R-I-E-S dot com. Or at your favorite online or brick-and-mortar bookstore. <laughs>